Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hey, chickens. Uh, Still watching Remembrance of the Daleks because... That's how this podcast goes now. I watch episodes for months on end um, and then talk about nothing for another three weeks. It's it's a strange habit I've gotten into. Um, Welcome back. Uh, So... Um, the Davros chair is telling Ratcliffe that the enemy is about to start moving. Um, uh, the Imperial Dalek faction, and soon it will be war. Uh, Ratcliffe says the country fought for the last cause in the war, and when he spoke out, he was imprisoned. Um, this is problematic. (laughs) So, when I first saw this, so, like, way back in the 80s, I presumed it, he was meant to be a communist because he's got like a star on his lapel. Um, but because I presumed what he meant by the last war was like either Vietnam or Korean War. Um, but I don't think Britain participated in those wars, did they? Um, so I'm wondering if he means actually World War Two, and he really is a fascist, um, <laughs> not a communist. Because, like, in World War Two, the communists were also fighting the fascists and the communi- communism was, like, seen as kind of a viable option um, for a while until the, uh, I think the CIA got in on the act of making communists sound like, you know, the next big evil. Um, like, you know, the CIA bought the rights to uh, George Orwell's animal farm from his widow... And they financed the cartoon about it. Um, the You know, there's a cartoon movie that was made in the 50s in the UK with just one guy doing all the voices, like berserk. Um, but yeah, the Animal Farm, like, because the book of Animal Farm, it's kind of like, you know, George Orwell kind of points out that the the communists and the capitalists are as bad as one another in the 
the people they sacrifice to achieve their aims. Um, but the movie, the cartoon, is very much uh, only one side is bad. <laughs> but yeah, funded by the CIA and like nuts. And apparently, the the only reason she sold the rights was because I think they promised her that she could meet Clark Gable. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even think that happened. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of like the CIA were doing a lot of interfering with um, kind of cultural things to sort of, you know, basically turn the the feelings of people against communism because uh, they saw that as the biggest evil they were facing, which kind of started the whole Cold War business. Um, anyway, that's uh, that's history chat. <laughs> Weird CIA history chat. Um, anyway, so Ratcliffe, like, oh, like I thought he was uh, for a long time a communist, but now because I've watched all these episodes and um, some of Mike's attitudes seem quite racist uh, <laughs> as the episodes go on, and Mike's a member of the association. I'm like, oh right, so the association is kind of a you know keep Britain white sort of bit of business, um, which, of course, is, you know, the same the same ideals as the Nazis, which is why the Doctor had that whole kind of, which is why you get Martin Luther King. Oh, and apparently the other voice in the opening chat was uh, Charles de Gaulle. Um, it wasn't a Russian. <laughs> um, but... That's according to one thing. Anyway, we'll, I'll look into this more when we finish um, about what was going on where. Uh, but, yeah, it's um, it's kind of, yeah, it's really like this is kind of meatier than Doctor Who has been for a while. Like normally when there's this kind of stuff in the show, it's buried way down deep. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of if there's a, an allusion to something, it's 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 barely an illusion. It's kind of like, oh, this is standing in for that. And it's not really, you know, it's it's a space monster that's supposedly, you know, indicative of racists. Like the Daleks being kind of um, uh, a, a cipher for Nazis. Um, but this is kind of, you know, real stuff. Like this is a character who was jailed for... I guess, being a Nazi sympathizer during the war. Um, so, and also, you know, he's aligned himself with, you know, the ultimate space Nazis, <laughs> the Daleks. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of, it's more full on than the show normally gets in a political bent. Um, I'm sure people will think it's far too woke <laughs> nowadays. How dare you malign Nazis? <laughs> I love that that's the the place we've come to in our society now where apparently, you know, being mean to Nazis is not okay. Like, you, that's not fair and balanced to be... <laughs> I'm not going to be fair and balanced when it comes to Nazis. I'm just, just pointing that out now. Racists uh, can get in the bin. Um, especially racists that want to kill people. Uh, so, anyway, Gilmore... The our army <laughs> boss, our, I guess Air Force, because it's a group captain. Uh, Gilmore tells the doctor some guff about the evacuation plans and D notices, and it's a, it's a whole lot of stuff. 
<laughs> it's a lot of malarkey. Uh, and the Doctor wants to give some coordinates to Jodrell Bank um, to search for something in space. Jodrell Bank was the, you know, big radar telescope dish, radio telescope dish thing that could search space. Um, and I think, was Jodrell Bank where they filmed... Um, where the fourth doctor regenerated when he fell off the giant radar radio telescope dish thing. Um, I, I mean, it was called the Pharos Project, I think, in the episode. But then later on, other doctors have referred to it as Jodrell Bank and the terrible thing that happened there. So maybe it's meant, I mean, maybe the Pharos Project was just something that was running at Jodrell Bank um, when the Doctor fell off and the Master was trying to <laughs> ransom the universe, <laughs> the Walkman. Um, <laughs> we'll watch that episode one day. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so, anyway, the, the Seventh Doctor has sent some coordinates, coordinates, coordinates uh, for something in space and... Um, the doctor says this to avoid interacting at all costs. Ace, uh, back at the, I was about to say share house, but it's a boarding house. <laughs> it's a boarding house. She turns the TV on, but doesn't come on right away. So she, um, starts fiddling about and she finds a sign in the window that's hanging there that says no coloreds. Oh, that is, uh, that is some heavy malarkey. So Mike's mum, clearly racist, Mike, uh, and his association with the association clearly has some racist viewpoints. Um, uh, so Ace is kind of furious. She grabs up her coat after seeing this offensive sign. Uh, and the BBC is on the television announcing that it's Saturday afternoon and the beginning of a new science fiction series. Um, and then Rachel and the Doctor are looking at a printout that's being spat out of an old telex machine thing. So this is weird. Like, I feel like... This is set in the world like where Doctor Who is about to be on TV, but the Doctor is there like as a character. Um, and this kind of feeds into my theory uh, that Doctor Who is like, like in the Fantastic Four comics, they used to show the Fantastic Four coming and telling the writers and artists about their adventures so they could make the comic, implying that they're real people. Um you know, Santa style. Um, and I used to think that about Doctor Who, that uh, the Doctor would just pop up one day at the BBC, uh, give them a list of things that had happened to him recently or her, um, and then pop back off again and they would try to make TV shows about it because, you know, they'd, it's easier than coming up with your own ideas. Just like, okay. So whenever anyone's getting angry at the showrunner, it's like, well, that's not the showrunner's fault because the doctor turned up and gave them a list of stories. Um, it just, you know, it just happened to be a period of time where nothing that interesting was happening in the doctor's life <laughs> that you were interested in as a fan. But the rest of us just go with it because, you know, the doctor's having fun. Um Anyway, that was uh, <laughs> was my like when I see a scene like this, like that's how I reconcile it. I'm like, well, how can there be Doctor Who in this world where the Doctor is a person? How can there be a TV show about to start on Saturday afternoon on the BBC in 1963? And I'm like, well, obviously, um, the Doctor has gone back and given the BBC details of his exciting life or her exciting life whichever doctor did it um 
and now we get to watch it on TV. Um, so that's the real thing to be jealous about, Russell T. Davis coming back to the show, is that, you know, more visits from the Doctor are po- probably due. Unless the, the Doctor just popped back to 1963 and the list is so long they're still dealing with it. <laughs> All right, more insane theories in the next <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.